Chapter 11, Information. This chapter builds off of the Tell Your Full Story chapter. Hopkins is a huge believer in gathering as much information as possible before writing your ad. Even though this could be more directed to advertising agencies getting to know their clients' products, this fact-finding process can be used by funeral homes to survey their communities. And I'm not talking about those pre-need surveys either. Also, using the results from the latest Worthland or Polera report would be along the same line. For instance, in the latest Polera report from 2010, the Canadian version of the Worthland report, it was discovered that 73% of Canadians want a celebration of life service for themselves. This is great news for a country that has well over 50% cremation. I would urge that every funeral home add a celebration of life service offering name just like that, to their general price list. This can be the exact same price and description as your traditional funeral. Just name it to something that people want. With this in mind, listen to or read Hopkins' example about baked beans. Just think of all the competitors that are saying, choose a funeral at our funeral home, and you could be the one taking a different approach, the one connecting to the consumers. Hopkins ends the chapter by saying that it is no lazy man's field, and even though it's hard work, that you can bet that your competitor isn't going to go to the same lengths as you are to master your advertising. Chapter 12, Strategy. This chapter is particularly important for funeral homes and competitive markets, as Hopkins tackles the topic of strategic marketing. He talks about having relationships with dealers, and I would equate that to having relationships with hospice and clergy, the exact people who are there when many client families make the decision of what funeral home to choose. He also talks about naming products, and in our case, services, and warns about using cute or clever names. Hopkins stresses that you have to focus on individuals in your marketing and not the masses. You don't want to be all things to all people because you become nothing to no one. So you want to make sure that you have something exclusive or unique to offer. Now, if you're thinking that all funeral homes in your area offer the same thing, then revisit the Schlitz beer example in Chapter 7. Chapter 13, Use of Samples. This chapter may seem that it doesn't really apply to us funeral directors, but I see a couple of parallels that can be applied to funeral home marketing. Two of the examples I have brought up briefly before. You could apply Hopkins' advice on how to distribute your estate planning guides, making sure that they are not freely given out. Also, offering a free planning consultation, which is focused purely on service and not the finances. Another strategy that could be used is the use of coupons. And now before you think this is a little cheesy, you need to know how to use them in the correct way. I would not have a bunch of coupons on your homepage or on the obituary page of your website, but I would definitely suggest that they could be used on the landing pages from your Google AdWords campaigns. If your ads are worded properly, then you know that these people are in the decision-making process. This would also be an unobtrusive way to introduce new products and services, such as thumbies, memorial woven blankets, cremation jewelry, or even catering and reception offerings. Instead of trying to introduce these items at the end of a 90-minute arrangement, families would be preconditioned to these offerings and may even ask you about them or at least ask for more information about them without you having to bring them up. Chapter 14. Getting Distribution 
This chapter applies more to the funeral homes indirectly than directly. In this case, the funeral home can be seen as the dealer for the product vendors, whether it be caskets, urns, vaults, cremation, jewelry, or burial garments. You should be aware of how you are being used in the marketing strategies of the vendors. And even though they are not advertising directly to the public, they are advertising through you in your selection rooms and in your displays. Something to note about Hopkins is that his sweet spot was for clients who sold consumable, repeatedly purchased products on a national level. Things like cereal, shaving cream, and beer. Now our offerings are a little tougher because they are sold at the local level and they're only purchased once. So it is quite a bit different than Hopkins Market. But to become an excellent marketer, you should become a student of all marketing, especially to observe how you yourself are influenced by ads and make purchases. Chapter 15. Test Campaigns. This is the keystone of Hopkins scientific advertising, testing. And now we have it so much better than he did. He had to wait weeks to get replies to measure his advertising. While that is still true for our print ads, other forms of advertising can be measured a lot quicker today, even almost instantly. We have Google AdWords, Facebook ads, and Google Analytics, plus other online tracking systems, as well as being able to use specific phone numbers to track the effectiveness of advertising. Hopkins would have been in his heyday today. I think that the following concept is one of the most important marketing concepts that I've ever learned. Hopkins says, none of us know enough people's desires to get an average viewpoint. Now we let the thousands decide what the millions will buy. So first off, to see if an ad works, let's test it on a small market segment before we run it to our entire market. And you're going to need to run a test of at least a thousand units before you know how it works and then test another thousand units against it. Now here's what usually happens when we create a marketing piece and then we run it by our staff or friends, but this isn't a pure or true test because those people are going to be too familiar or even biased to your offerings. Plus, unless you have access to 2,000 friends to get a true read on a marketing piece, keep it to yourself. Even by listening to this book, you have a hundred times more knowledge about marketing than the rest of your staff. My motto is, know the difference between advice and opinions. Everyone has an opinion, but only few are qualified to provide advice. So no more marketing by committee, right? You can have someone proofread it, but don't accept any marketing advice except if you have a really successful pre-need rep that closes a lot of face-to-face appointments, then that is expert advice. So remember that on your next campaign that you run, make sure that you test it, and then you will know for certainty what 50% of your advertising is working, and eventually you will know 100%.